for just about everything for the outdoors. Go to MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Today is August 15th, 2023. Today is episode 318. I am your host, Aaron Blasey. And I'm by myself today. I'm by myself for the intro. I'm by myself for the recording. Uh, what I mean by that is David is not co-hosting. For no uh, no particular reason other than uh, I had a in-studio guest today. And, uh, you know, David couldn't make it, which was totally fine. And uh, I just decided to rip off an intro as well by myself. So today's guest is Mr. Michael Vasquez and Nick Kohili from the Rise Hunt they came up to my deer camp, and we just uh, had a good old time and just had a big BS session. We uh, finally put to bed Nick's story of his his Michigan giant from last year. Um, we did a podcast. I think I dropped out on November 15th last year. But if you guys haven't heard it, go there and listen to that, and then come back here and listen to the ending because it's pretty crazy. Big deer. Big deer for any state, but giant for Michigan for sure. And we just kind of get into the season goals and you know what we're looking forward to and and how everything's going and just a just a BS. No, really, no itinerary. Just kind of got into it. So today's gonna be a good one. Uh, I want to jump into a couple things here real quick. First, if you guys could, I would greatly appreciate it. Go to fallpodcast.com. Check out our merch. We just had our hats sold our sell out basically. And uh, I've been on the horn with our hat supplier, and we've got a couple new designs coming, a couple new hats. I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, should have the designs back. Uh, if not, by the time this is going live uh, in the next couple days, and then hopefully having those on the site within the next two weeks. So a fall collection for sure. So you guys will want to look at those and maybe jump on the jump on those hats to be able to wear in the wear in the tree this year uh during the fall so go to fallpodcast.com and check out the merch we got you know hoodies and t-shirts as well 
So uh, that'd be greatly appreciated. So let's get in some partner reads. First and foremost, Latitude Outdoors. Go to latitudeoutdoors.com. Use the code THEFALLPODCAST. Save some money on any sticks, any platforms, any saddles, Kong ducks, ropes. If you want to upgrade anything, if you want to check stuff out, uh, use the code THEFALLPODCAST and save some money by doing so. Also, if you guys have not listened to our digital series right now, Grit, on our YouTube channel, so go to Latitude Outdoors YouTube channel, check out Grit. I mean, we got some banger episodes from last fall on there. Go to the In Session podcast hosted by Jake Bush. Don't want to miss that because there's a lot of great info on there. That would be greatly appreciated if you guys could do that. So lastly, go to LatitudeOutdoors.com. Use the code THEFALLPODCAST to save some money. Next is Helix Broadheads. The, the business end of the arrow, everybody, is the broadhead. Go to helixbroadheads.com. Use the code FALLHX10 to save some money. And it, on in my opinion, the best single bevel broadhead out there, the best penetration, the best accuracy, and the most dependable broadhead. Measure your recovery in seconds with Helix Broadheads. Go check out the FJ4 with the bleeders or the FJ2s. They're both I've used them both on deer. They're both dependable and they're both reliable. So go and check those out. Use the code FALLHX10 to order. Next, Exodus Outdoor Gear. I mean, it's velvet season. It's hashtag velvet fest right now. Exodus has uh, got their velvet fest going on. Make sure you use that hashtag if you're on social and you're you know, getting those pictures or videos. Use that hashtag. But also, if you guys are looking for a really good, reliable cell cam, look for the Rival or Render and use the code TF at checkout. And what you're going to get with that is a five-year no BS warranty with theft and damage coverage on the Rival or the Render. It's also going to come with really good customer service. And look no further than their SP18 solar panels because batteries are absolutely absurd how pricey they are. I'm running some solar panels. I think I'm going to run some more solar panels because it's going to save in the long run. So go to exodusoutdoorgear.com. Use the code TF to save some money on any of those products. Garmin is next. The A1, the A1i, the A1i Pro. You're not going to go wrong with any one of those sites. I love Garmin. I've been shooting them since 2019, well before I was even partnered with Garmin. I love them so much. It builds confidence. It builds confidence in the moment of truth, and it just slows the moment down so you can make that perfect shot every time, hopefully. And uh, it just makes things a little more simpler for you. So go check them out at Garmin.com. Also, if you're looking for a watch, look at the Instinct line or Phoenix. Their watches are awesome. And they even have women's watches and kids' watches. So go check out the wearables as well at Garmin.com. Next is... Buck Bourbon. I just got my fall food plots in and it rained afterwards and one of them flooded. So hopefully, uh, hopefully we are not out of the game. I don't think we are because uh, it didn't rain. It didn't flood that bad. I think we're going to be all right. But I used uh, in one plot, I did clover and their, their clover blend. And I also did their Baraska blend because it had some oats in it it had some winter peas and it had uh some turnips and radishes so i used the clover and then i did the the brassica blend for like a 
just kind of a little late season blend as well. So really cannot wait to see those things coming up and uh, getting some deer movement on those, getting some pictures, and maybe even you know kill a deer on one. The other one I just did clover and chicory on that so uh, that's the one that flooded i think we're gonna be all right though i think i think uh, i think we'll be good if you guys want to check out their uh their food plot seed go to buckbourbon.com use the code tfp20 get your seed or your rackhouse ground blind and they've they offer a lot of other things as well they have attractants they have mineral uh we can't do any supplemental feeding here in michigan but a lot of other states can they do you they do make a really good uh attractant and the reason why I know that is because the owner, I've been with him, I've, you know, using his product in Kentucky where you can bait, and I've seen how the deer react to it, and they absolutely love it down there, and I don't see why it couldn't work for anybody else where you can supplemental feed. So if you guys want to get that stuff, like I said, use the code TFP20 at buckbourbon.com to, uh, to purchase some and save some money there. Lastly, Prime, G5Prime.com. We're shooting the Rev X2s this year. Uh, they, they make an awesome product. They, even their bows in the past were awesome. I've shot some of those as well. I've got buddies that still shoot those. But uh, if you guys are looking for a new bow, look no further than G5 with the G5Prime.com. Check them out. I, I'm more partial to the Rev X2. I recommend that. So, And lastly, America's Best Bowstrings. Go check out uh, the Platinum Premium or Pursuit Series string. You can get them all customized, whatever color you want, at americasbestbowstrings.com. And the code is THEFALL to save money on that. So thank you guys very much for all the support and all the downloads. Go to iTunes, leave a five-star rating and a written review. That would be greatly appreciated. And here is this interview with Nick and Michael. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Fall Podcast, and uh, I've got two guys here in the flesh. I'm, I'm gonna, you know, Isaiah's gonna get a pass, but Tyler is not gonna get a pass. I got uh, two of the heavy hitters for the ride <laughs> hunt, but Tyler, I know you're probably listening. I got to give you some shit because uh, you didn't make it up here. So um, I've got Nick Kohili and Michael Vasquez with me tonight at Deer Camp. What's up, fellas? What's going on? What's going on? Yeah, it's been good. It's it, nothing's going on really, um, <laughs> other than just work. And you know, we're in August now, so it's like it's crunch time, dude. Like crunch time at the fullest right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, are you guys ahead of where you would like to be no. for deer season? No, no, I'm in like panic mode. Like, okay, I got this going on this week and this going. On. Okay, when am I gonna fit in to do this? And I said, I'm in panic mode, dude. It's it's a real thing. I put a food plot in today. My last my last fall plot. And then we get three inches of rain, and then my camera goes off, and it and it's flooded. And I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, oh, you, yeah, you told, should have told me to bring the foldies up. I would have laid in that. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Could have had a beach day or something. Oh, my gosh. It's, it, is, uh, it is like crunch mode. And, I, you know, as we're recording this, it's August. Can't even see my watch. 11th? August 11th. So, I mean... I got the last two days, I got out four more cameras, and I feel really good about after <laughs> getting those out. I've got like, I think 10 or 11 out total now, but they're in great positions for for early season. Like, I think it's something that I can very much use for the opener. And then, but man, I've, I've been transitioning like in the past, 
it was like, okay, openers come in, and then once you get into October later, in you know, early or mid-October to later October, it's like, now I got to transition my cameras to there. But now I'm in areas where they're pretty good, like oh, early right and late, yep. you know? Yeah. So I'm trying to foreshadow, like, what the fall is going to bring and try to piggyback off what I'm doing now that will help in well, October. Are you running pretty much cell cameras now for the most part? Nope. Okay. Um it's about fifty fifty, honestly. Okay. Yeah. Um I I'm so cheap, dude, that I just like I have cell cameras that I run S D cards. <laughs> just <laughs> like I won't even turn them on because I'm like you know, it is any cell cam, any brand you get or whatever, they're all expensive. Oh I, yeah. Yeah. I think like my monthly bill is almost like a truck payment at this point, it seems like. Oh my gosh. And then you gotta talk about the batteries too. It's like, oh Jesus. Well, and I did put out a cell cam uh yesterday have i got as i got something in my teeth and i cannot get it out <laughs> put out a cell cam yesterday put a solar panel on it obviously when you put a cell cam out the point is you don't want to go back in there yeah no put the cell cam out i did like a whole work day felt really good about it i leave i go home cell cam goes off pings and on the app you can look and see if it's internal or external battery says internal and i'm like why <laughs> is the solar panel not working and now i'm like good god i gotta go back in there but i'm like i'll tell you what i think i got a bad i saw you that day when i was at sam's wasn't Yo, it sam's? i was walking in as you were walking out yeah and i bought 363 dollars worth, worth of batteries <laughs> yeah and that's the first round but dude i think i got a bad batch like i put i put uh in one cell cam i put uh I think it was eight lithiums or whatever lasted month. Done. I'm like, what the hell? You do is alkaline, going on? you'll get like a week out of them. I know, but then it's like, man, I think I'm just gonna invest in these solar panels. So I have one cell cam that I put out in April. It's a it's an Exodus Rival. I put it out in April. I put these shitty power cell batteries in it. It is still running today, full battery, but it's but it's got a solar panel on it. And I'm like, you know, we're we're five months into running, and we're still going strong. I'm like, I think I might be onto something here. You know, the only thing that sucks about the solar panels is you have to have it in an area where it's going to get so much direct sunlight for the day. So if you want to put it back in the timber, this yeah, one's back luck. in the timber though. Really? Yeah, and you can get solar panels that are like ambient light panels too yeah, you don't true. need direct sunlight you just need yeah. ambient light you know and i don't know it's working i might be onto something i guess are you running any of the uh reveal solar panels no i didn't put any of those out yet i honestly like the solar panels i like i for me it's like you know deer already see your camera you know mm-hmm. sometimes it's like you get that picture and you just get that buck just literally like that already worries me enough as it is well okay let's go throw a solar panel up there too so it's like one more big thing right there that i don't know i've just always kind of been hesitant of it um i am down in ohio where we are gonna throw a couple i think we're gonna throw some solar panels on but but that's because mainly those are running on feed so they're Mm -hmm. burning through batteries pretty good there i just got another picture looking little dough so your solar panels are your your trail cams in general. Are you putting those up higher? Are they typically like? No, I do no. like I do like that high level. Okay, for the most part, and you know, you know, a lot of, a lot of mine too. You know, being like field edges and stuff, I have to put. I'm like stuck putting them on stakes or something yeah. like that too. So, 
Yeah, you hunt a lot of ground like I do, wide yeah. open, you know. So you you got like the what are they called picks, pick and sticks or something like that, or sticks yeah. that you put in the ground or yeah, I just yeah. whatever cheap ones I can get from Dunham's or something like that. I. Well, I like to, and I'm the same way. Like trying to hide solar panels, it's like what the hell? Like you got this big <laughs> dish up in the tree, yeah. you know, basically. But it's like. But I I found a sweet spot over the last couple of years for my cameras, and it's about that eight to nine foot area. Like having the camera there, yeah. it's one stick high usually, and point it down a little bit. And the solar panel, I will do usually on the back side of the tree, yeah. you know, because I'm 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 all scrapes. Like all yep. my cameras right now are on scrapes. Every one but one. It's on a it's not just like a hub, like an intersection, um, and that's a just an SD card camera. And that camera does really well uh, with just batteries in it. So mm-hmm. I don't put a solar panel on it. But anyway, um, I usually, I, I'm trying to get deer to a a, a point, yeah. a, a, yep. a spot. So I just try to get the solar panel on the backside. And luckily, knock on wood, I haven't had any deer just picking it off. Now, a deer could come in and, and just come in from the backside and maybe see the solar panel first and then <laughs> yeah. you never get a picture of them. I don't know, but that's kind of trying to get my philosophy and, and trying to hide them on the backside. Right. Yeah, that's like one thing, like how you're saying, you're, you're, all yours are on scrape, so the, you're planning out for that deer to be there for a couple seconds versus me. Mine are all on the transition area, so mm-hmm. I'm trying to, like, you know, get it as if they were coming to or going away from it for, for a little bit instead of just that quick cross-by in front of it because let's be 100% honest, we can't, re- you know, that camera's not getting every single picture, no. you know, yeah. if they're just crossing right in front of it. So the more that they're in front of it, the better it is, so. Yeah. And it, I mean, being up higher, I feel like with that angle may make it a little bit tougher to do. I don't know. I've never really experienced with it. Up, mm-hmm. You know, it. you know, I didn't start doing the high camera until this would be, this would be my third year doing the high camera and not all of them are high. Like I hung one today on a scrape, um, that was chest high, you know, just yeah. that's where it needed to be though, you yep. know, and it's. It's about 15 to 18 feet away from the scrape. It's not right on the scrape, you know. Um, and it's kind of off, like, it's kind of, it's weird, but it's kind of off. Like, not that the deer wouldn't see it, but it's, like, it's kind of tucked away. Yeah. You know, it's very, I don't even know if, like, a human would see it if they walked. <laughs> it, it'd take them a while to find it, you know. Um, so, we'll see. I don't know, cameras are... Uh, a necessary evil in a lot of ways. Cause yeah, it's like, absolutely. <laughs> I look at my freaking cell cam bill and I'm like, mother of Mary, like, why do I even do this? Like, yeah, just I hate it. I went through like, you know, like the phase where I was like, Oh, I got to have a hundred cameras out type thing. And they're all SD cards. So obviously you gotta go back and check them. And then I pretty much went down to like, literally like three cameras over 600 acres. And then now since the cell camera game, it's like, all right. And I've started building back up those cameras type of thing. Yeah. Yep. I, I I see myself slowly year after year getting to more of more of like uh less and less cameras like I had I th- I think I have 16 total cameras I think in last year I I so I added 4 to the fleet this year so last year out of 12 cameras, I think I only ran six. So I only ran half. Yeah. Like I didn't even run. Mm-hmm. Um, but where coming out of last year, where, where I really screwed up and I even told myself is those other six cameras could be 
just fermenting somewhere where you want to gain history. Yeah. Like, why didn't I? I was like, why didn't I just put them out? And I didn't. You know what I mean? Like, this year, every one of them is going to be out. Mm -hmm. They're going to be in areas where I want to monitor all year for historical data. And I'm like, I just, I lost. I lost probably a lot of information that I could have gained. Because well, you know? you're being a cheap ass and they want to buy batteries. <laughs> That's 100% true. <laughs> I mean, I've got, I'm I'm still running some cameras that I've had for 10 years now that are just like. That's impressive that they're still running actually though. Dude, I'm running cheap wild games for like seven of my cameras. I'll buy them in like the two pack for like 80 bucks at the end of the season. Oh god! Like, dude, and they only happened? last about a year. No, yeah. mine, no, mine have been running for like six, seven years. Really? Yeah. And I have an old Moultrie too that's been running for quite some time. I yeah. had a Moultrie that stuck around for quite a while, and then finally, I think I just kind of pushed it to the side and got rid of it. But, but I'll I'll take all those cameras and I'll set them up to where like when I'm accessing a stand, I can grab the SD card, put mm -hmm, no one yeah. in, you know. Versus my cell cameras are kind of sitting in areas I don't want to go to very often. Yeah. Are you guys, uh, you know, with the with the cameras? you know, with a cell cam, are you hunting cameras? Like, are you, uh, what I mean by that is like, are you setting those up to like get info and, and make a move on? Yes and no. I mean, um, I'm going to go hunt when I can hunt mm -hmm. for the most part or when I feel, or when I feel is necessary to go hunt. Um, but at the same point too, like, you know, for example, last year, um, you know, it was that, uh, the day I killed Goofy type of thing it's like i had all three bucks in one area that morning before daylight so i'm like all right well they at least get one of on them camera can, yeah right. one of them's gotta be somewhere close by so that's like all right i'm going to that area and you know just so happen i end up getting lucky that night and that's kind of how I, I i base it on is okay what i get a picture of that morning or that night you know i just kind of because like you said like we're you know we hunt a lot of ag fields at smaller wood lots so the odds if i get a picture of them that morning I go in there and I can set up and stand somewhere close that evening, and there's pretty good odds that I'm probably gonna see that deer if I know what a lot that he that he went to that yep. morning. Yeah. So, with that being said, like let's say hypothetical, let's say you wake up and you don't get a picture of a of a shooter buck or, at all, are you still gonna go in and go hunt? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I'm you know at that point I'll just take my best educated guess and and go in, but um. Yeah, I don't. I don't solely rely on them. Obviously, yeah, they are beneficial. They do help, but you know, it's. It, I don't rely on them one hundred percent. I mean, it's even like how many times can you scout a like an egg field from the road, and you don't see that deer walk past that truck and they have set up. You know what I mean? Tonight, yeah. Like, yeah. I watched it tonight. I mean, I've watched. I got like four eight points. I've been watching, and I have two pictures of them. Yeah, they're literally just to the right of my trail camera. Yeah. They haven't tripped it off. They're staying to the right of it. They know they're there. Yeah, I will say. As we sit right now, um, I have gotten more info, swear to God, more valuable info this, like, you know, August, July is one thing. Like, you get info in July, like, yep. it's great to see the bucks growing and everything, but, like, when August starts turning on, that's when I'm like, okay. Start paying attention a little bit Now deeper. you start paying attention yeah. a little yep. bit. Like, I, I've got a note written in my phone, like, you know, I'm 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 trying to get a pattern. I like to write down what day comes in, what's the wind, like where's he going to bed. So I have more valuable information for October first on deer on an SD card camera right now than any cell cam, and it sucks because I want to go check it all the time. Right? <laughs> you know, and it's like I gotta 
I got to keep my mind occupied because I'm like, if I keep going in there, I'm gonna screw some stuff up. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. That's the hardest part about when they're not not sell. That's why. That's kind of like why I made that whole transition, just because then I don't gotta ever fight that urge. Mm-hmm. Even even last year, I had a couple of them where you know the weeds grew up in front of them, and obviously they ended up killing the batteries. I'm like, I'm like nope, staying out, staying yeah. out type of thing. Yep. That's why I went in and obviously put batteries in it, but I pretty you know I try to keep as minimal pressure on my farm as I can between turkey season and deer season. Yeah. Now, Michael, with the <clears throat> cell cams you're running, because you, you hunt a lot of ag. Like Pretty much all I hunt well. is ag. The wide open ag. So how yep. do you utilize your cell cameras? So a lot of times, like the one that I have out right now is kind of in a pinch point between a bean field. So right now it's kind of set up between the north and the south end of the bean field. And there's an oak tree in the middle that they're kind of using to transition from the north to the south. So I have the trail camera set up kind of at that transition point. And, you know, a lot of it factors off the wind, depending on whether they're coming from the south or the north end of the field. Um, and then also I've even had, like, with us, we can, you know, on the try we can run mineral or corn, bait, whatever. Yeah. So every now and then I'll throw, like, a mineral block out, and I'll throw a camera over that mineral block. But then again, you know, I don't really go solely off the trail cameras because I have access to see all these fields from the road mm-hmm. yeah. so that's same where with most me of my, man i'm yeah. glassing all the time that's where most of my knowledge comes from yeah and it, i'm i love glassing for the fact of trying to obviously pinpoint where a deer is at and what he's doing but i also love to watch that deer and his mannerisms and how he acts yeah. you know what yeah. i mean like he could come out in the field and be a total head case, or he could come out and he could be a loner there could be 80 deer in the field and he just wants to be by himself, be myself. that will tell you part of the story but then you know also, what i mean you know not even that but you also get to tell <coughs> how's his behavior is he calm when he's out there is he constantly looking you know what i mean you kind of mm-hmm. get to feel how his demeanor is when he's out there yeah which also helps you because if you know if you know he's calm comfortable in those beans if you can go on the right wind and doesn't know you're there you know you're gonna have a you know calm deer when he comes out right yeah so everybody listening michael i mean he's been on the podcast a couple times so when he talks about being able to bait and stuff here in michigan he he's part of the the Saginaw Chippewa Indian tribe. Chippewa Indian tribe. And they, it's basically, we've talked about it on a podcast. Yeah. We actually went pretty deep into it one. We did. I think it was the first one I did. Yeah. And it's like, basically the way to look at that is, is it's a total different entity. Like it's a completely different. It's almost like you're in a different state. You know what I mean? Like you have different like rules. Like you can start one September 1st. Uh, it usually was September 1st, but the last couple of years they changed it to where that first week of September is for our youth. Oh, so okay. the last couple of years has been September 6th or 7th. Okay. Which, I mean, it's nice to still be able to get out early, and it's cool that they're doing yeah. it for the youth to get out, you know, even sooner. Yeah. Um, But there's not a lot of people that really take advantage of it. Most of our hunters are gun hunters. Well, yeah, I could see that. So our gun season opens up right around November 7th. So it's a little wait. Your gun season, yeah, on the tribe opens like a week earlier. Yeah, mother of God, <laughs> yeah. that actually sucks. Cause it, I, I hate that it, for us it opens yeah. on the fifteenth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's about a week sooner before you guys opens up, and you know there's like two pieces of property that get really heavy pressured right around that time. Dude, it, I mean, I literally am like technically my house is like, you know, part of like. The Chippewa tribe. I can hunt your property the very opening day. I know that, but, <laughs> but, but like, what I'm saying is, like, I've lived here my whole life. H- how have I never heard of deer getting shot with a gun 
that's literally eight minutes away from me yeah. on November 7th. Because there's not many. You know, it's like we get that first week. It's kind of like Michigan's opening rifle season, you know, where mm-hmm. the woods are jam-packed for that weekend. It's the same thing with us. That first week, they're jam-packed and then, like, cleared right out. Huh. I'd hate to be a neighbor. I know. <laughs> that sucks. So. What 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 would you say, you know, on tribe land to compare to, because you have other farms, too, that are not tribe land. So, like, would you say, like, the deer are bigger on average on the tribe or, you know. I, I wouldn't necessarily say they're bigger. Um, They definitely are pressured more. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with really they're pressured more. Oh yeah, dude, it's it's like hunting public land. It's crazy. That's right, because just anybody yeah. that's part of the tribe, anyone can that's hunt part it, of the right? tribe can yep. hunt it. And then we also get a lot of the youth that ride dirt bikes and side by sides and mm. stuff through all the so all, all the, the properties recreational. Yeah, like you could do whatever. They're not once deer season opens, they're not supposed to ride the fields, but it still happens. I mean, Tyler and I were hunting opening week last week or the year before, our last year or the year before. And we had a side-by-side that literally came within, like, 50 yards of our tree. <laughs> so, I mean, you just never know what you're going to get. Yeah. yeah. Man, that's that's wild. That's different because, literally, you can hunt in less than a month then. Yeah. Are you ready? No. <laughs> but, you know, I was I think I was talking to Nick about this. Nick or Tyler, one of the two. This year I'm coming in, like, no stress, no pressure, nothing. It's mm-hmm. just, like, I'm kind of just rolling with whatever Let me happens. ask you this, though. You just had your third kid. Yeah. Is it because your priorities are literally you have no time to think about deer hunting? I don't know. I just I feel like last season was a big weight off the shoulders. Yep. I mean, I went years just freaking struggling up and down. Finally get, you know, monkey off the bat and get one down. It's killed kind a of good like, turkey, too. Yeah, I killed a good ter- turkey as well right out of the same field, right mm-hmm. next to the same tree. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. This year's just different, just going into it however it rolls. Yeah. Are you going to get your daughter out? Yeah, she's already bugging dad one's deer season. Oh, yeah, I know. She, she, I got her close to a turkey this year. She actually was surprised with her. Um, after I killed that following week, she wanted to go turkey hunting, and so I was like, "All right, whatever, you know, we'll, we'll go." She was up before the four four a.m. alarm clock three days in a row, shaking me, <laughs> "Dad, Dad, we gotta go." That's and awesome. Literally, she'd fly in the bathroom, brush her teeth, get dressed, and I don't know. It was funny because like she's terrified of the dark, so like the first first morning we walk outside and she looks around she goes dad is it this dark when you go hunting I'm like, <laughs> yeah it's this dark and you got to walk across the field like we're gonna walk in the pitch black mm-hmm. she gets in the truck we get out there and she's like freaking out like you know shaking like dad i don't want to do this dude and, i've been there when i was a kid dude i was so <laughs> definitely like, afraid of the dark. i was like if you want to go turkey hunting we just put these turkeys to bed last night i know right where the roofs are at we can go in she literally held on to my side the entire time i'm carrying her crossbow, a blind, and chairs, and a backpack, <laughs> camera gear, and everything. We're walking across this field and uh, seeing some turkeys, but nothing came in range. The next day, same exact thing. No, I'm working third. I'm working second shift too, so I'm getting home yeah, after getting like eleven. Three hours of sleep. Three, if you're I'm, lucky. Yeah, I'm up at like four o'clock in the morning to go for three days straight. The second day, she was a little bit better, so she kind of led the way across the field, and then it was like. An on and off rain with storms, and she's like, she hates storms. So we see that first lightning bolt. We're halfway across the field, and she turns around. She goes, nope. She turns around, (laughs) she starts bucking back towards the truck. And so I'm like, all right, I guess we're not going this morning. 
Um, but then that next day, um, we went out. She set up the decoys as I was setting up the the blinds, so she started getting the you know hint of how to do everything and stuff. So it was pretty cool. And yeah, we had about four or five turkeys within fifty yards. That's awesome. She man. got to hear her first gobble off the roost, and it was, it was nice. It, it was. I took so to your daughter's face. the same age as my daughter. My daughter's a month older, I think, than your daughter. But no, not a month. When's your daughter's birthday? Uh, she's in February. Oh, February. Okay. So Peyton is a little older, but so I took Peyton uh, turkey hunting for the first time this year, but it was a, it wasn't a morning hunt. It was more of like a midday, like let's, or like kind of we, what we did is we had breakfast and then I knew where their birds were coming out into the field and everything. And um, they're just like, ah, when we get out there, let's get out there. You know, I had the blind set up and everything <clears throat> went out there. She lasted about an hour before the toys started wearing off and everything. And then, you know, I had the call. So immediately when I get the pot call out and start, she wants to do it. You yep. know, and I'm like, so then I really had a fight with myself. Like, <laughs> we could kill a turkey. I know we could, if we sit here long enough, we could kill one. But then I'm like, it's a like kind of a learning thing. Yeah. Like, let's, let's make sure she has fun. So I'm like, you know what? Here, rip it. You know, and she's, <laughs> then she's got the box called it. You know, just you know, <laughs> close, god awful. But the best thing happened ever. So we're sitting there, and she she does the box call, and she's looking at the box. She's not even looking out of the blind and everything. And a hen pops out at like thirty yards. Okay, just just yeah. a lone hen. She'd already been bred. It was later in the season, and um, she was. She, uh, the reason why I know she was already bred is because literally she would roost in the same tree, and she would come out in the field every time you'd see her. You knew she was always by herself all yep. the time. You knew she was probably bred, and she just pops out. And I'm like, and my wife was with us, and we were bo- both like, we got to capitalize on this. Bait, look, you called that turkey. <laughs> yeah. And she just like freaked out, like, oh my gosh, you know, like, and she starts in the box call, and the turkey pops the head up, you know, and she just goes back to doing what she's doing, and she's like, that's the coolest thing ever, <laughs> you know. And then once the turkey, once the hen got out there a little farther, she was like, "Yeah, this isn't cool anymore. Let's get going." Yeah. We lost about an hour and a half, and we, we called her, called her a day. But um, I don't. know. It's just hard for me to get a five year old up that early, you know, because I know being a parent, if she doesn't sleep, it's gonna be a shitty day. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. for but, the parent. Well, it was just funny. I mean, we put some turkeys to bed. And they roosted maybe like 40, 50 yards behind us in the woods. So for her to hear them gobble on the roost, That's I mean, cool. I you know, a couple of yelps in the morning, real light yelps and stuff, and freaking they started gobbling. Her, her eyes got big, her jaw dropped. That's awesome. She's like, Dad, that's what they sound like? I'm like, yeah, that's I mean, what they sound like. That's what I'm like in the morning. I can only imagine what she was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> but she was actually, she was pretty upset that she didn't get to kill one. Her yeah. goal was to kill a turkey before a deer. Well, and it still happened. We got know? we got close, and now she's turned on to it's deer season. Okay, that's good. <laughs> so we even tried to um, work into a field that was filled with some turkeys later on that day. She thought that was pretty cool. So can she hunt the driveway? Yeah. Okay. So you taking her out for the youth? Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. So <clears throat> what's uh? I got no rhyme or reason for this podcast. Just a no, little BS just, session, just yeah. hanging out here. <laughs> just, um, but what I want to get into what your guys' goals are this year. I know Nick, you had a well. Actually, first before we do that, I just thought last time Nick was on, 
uh, I can't remember what number the podcast was, but I think I named it the most bizarre story you'll ever hear. And it <laughs> dropped last year on opening day of gun season, so November 15th. And uh, we basically covered the story of your buck last year all the way to that point, but there's more to the story. Yeah. There's way more to the story. So if you guys have heard that, um, or maybe you should just go back and listen to that one because it is a wild, wild story on a on a on a huge Michigan deer. But uh, let's kind of put that story to bed. Like, what do we got? <laughs> Where are we at? So if you can think back, I think I think what we ended up with, you and I talked about tonight, was you guys came back from Kansas and the deer. Kind of give us the Cliff Notes version when you like you shot the deer a couple times, right? <laughs> four. It was four. I, I can't. No, remember. up to the point of yeah. coming back from Kansas, you'd already shot him once or twice. Didn't yeah, I, I missed him. Plenty of encounters. Shot him. Like a good shot. Uh, yeah, and somehow he was still walking. Went to Kansas. Come right back from Kansas. Shot him again. And so you shot him twice with a bow. Twice with a bow. <laughs> and missed him. Missed once. him once with the bow. Um And yeah. the deer's still alive. Yeah, at this point. And yeah, it just even it keeps getting crazier. Yeah, <laughs> at that it point does. Too. It, so it was, it's like it, that story's nuts. Um so yeah, Cliff notes, yeah, I come back from Kansas, him again, and he was still end up you know, living. Um so I think we kinda like at at that point, you know, I'm I already had way more opportunities at this deer than you'd ever imagine at a deer in Michigan. <laughs> you know, like a good at a bu- big deer. <laughs> yeah, like I'd shoot this deer in any state. <laughs> yeah, and um, so, anyways, yeah, I think it after that one, I kind of it boiled down to so my lease terms are kind of like through like November 11th, and there's a couple like calm like cool days, and then the farmer farmer's dad go out there for open day gun season. Technically, I'm only allowed bow hunting at my farm. So, anyways, um, you know, it's like day before gun season goes off, you know, and then I get a picture of this deer, and I'm just like, please God, please God, like, you know, like, do like, <laughs> just do your thing, avoid everyone, and um, so anyways, fast forward a little bit, I think it was, it was like right before Thanksgiving, we had like a we had a pretty cold uh, cold spell there. So you got a picture of him the night before opening day of gun season, still alive. Yeah, you've shot him twice already, still alive. At that like twilight time too. Yep. So it's like he's so still like, it's still daylight moving a little bit. I'm like, so you're like, <laughs> please just crawl in a hole. Yeah. And then so then you go until right before Thanksgiving, not knowing if he's alive still. Yeah, and then um, you never got a picture of him again. I don't remember. I don't think I. I think there was a couple of them. Where, like it could be him, but I just wasn't certain, one hundred percent. And then um, I remember I was at like a uh, family Thanksgiving di- dinner with Maddie and her family, and all of a sudden, like I, I remember, if I remember correctly, we had like a cold spell, and uh, I get a picture, and it's like him right in front of the camera. I'm like, I'm like, gotta go. You know, gotta go. I'm out. <laughs> so it's like you know, it's like, but at the same point too, it's like, all right, I gotta go, and um, you basically just like I got, I got to figure out what the heck's going on at this point, type thing. So after that night, you know, I pretty much called the farmer, and like I've already talked to the farmer, and um, basically expressed the issue. My my biggest concern <coughs> was this deer was gonna die from an infection because. Everyone, everyone here saw that, you know, saw the shot, the mm-hmm. first shot. And it's like, how, it was amazing that the deer was even alive at this point. And for me, I just felt like his, his days were numbered in a, in a sense, especially, you know, when I put another arrow in him, what I thought would have been, would have been that gut area, but hindsight 2020, it was just, it was 
more in the like the flank and the in the leg er, in the um back leg. Mm-hmm. Um. So, anyways, yeah, I called the farmer, kind of talked to him about. It. He's like, "Hey, this deer's still alive." You know, it's like, cause like I said, we're only supposed to be bow hunting. And, um, I was like, "You mind if I go after this deer and this deer only?" He says, "Yep, absolutely, hundred percent." During gun season, because yeah. your lease, you only can bow hunt. Yep. Yeah. So he's like, "Yep, absolutely, hundred percent, hundred percent." Understand? You know, he's like, and uh, I was like, "Last thing I want, last thing I want to happen is this deer to die in a ditch somewhere on someone else's property and just like." You know that be it. Mm-hmm. That's another Nobody story. Nobody ever find them, and yeah, yeah, or someone else finds them, and then you know I'm like, hey, you know, I had all this history with that. Da, 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 da. And they're uh-huh. like, oh yeah, he looks great in my barn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> holding all so, those cobwebs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that was like kind of like my biggest concern. So, anyways, I talked to him, and you know, obviously got the okay, and um, we ended up having like a, another like it like a well, we had that cold spell then. Um, he daylighted and basically that was like that trip, the trigger again, like, all right, like, let's go like a hundred percent diving in like this deer, this deer only. Um, so then we ended up having that little bit of a warm up, and there was one day I ended up showing up. I showed up to the farm. I was just going to sit one of my observation spots. I pulled up to the farm at like one o'clock in the afternoon and I'm getting ready at the truck. And all of a sudden I look out and I just see deer just start piling out in the winter wheat field. I'm like, like what the heck are they coming out so early for or whatever? So I go sit that set and I, you know, it's I see some deer and I'm like, like I don't know, they're so far away, I can't tell 100 if any of them are him or not. So then the wind was gonna switch, wind was switching for the next day to where I was able to get on a different different tree line where I could get a little bit closer. And um, so I'm like, you know, noted in the back of my head that all these deer were piling out early. So I get in there, I literally, I think I was like sitting, I was like getting ready all set up on this, on the tree line. I was going to sit on the ground. I got the gun. I'm like, all right, I got the equalizer now. Like he steps out, he's done. Done. Yeah. So I'm like setting up on the ground and you know. So like, wait a second. How can you shoot one with a gun now if you're on that lease? Because it's gun season. It's gun season now. So basically. But did you talk to the farmer about like. Using a gun? Use, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because you so, only had permission to bow hunt. Bow right? season is basically, I guess. Gotcha. Um. So, anyways, yeah, I come out, you know, and I'm like, all right, get all set up, and um, and so I'm barely getting set up. I look up, and deer start popping out. I'm like, all right, cool, you know. I'm sitting there, and you know, see about ten deer pop out. It's like, it's at like one thirty or something. And I'm just sitting there. And next thing I know, I just hear the chainsaws fire up on the other side of this little, <laughs> and I'm like, oh boy. And I watched 30 deer come out of this wood lot, popping out the south side of this wood, out of the wood lot. And I watched, I'm like, all right, there's like, all right, you know, there's a couple more other good bucks, a bunch of does. I'm like, I'm like, all right, there was 30 deer that just come out of that wood lot. Like, he obviously wasn't in there. So it was so early still, like I said, and I'm like, okay. So I got up and I scooted down the tree line towards the, towards the other wood lot that I have to the to the east, which would be. About 600 yards to the east. So I scoot down the tree line. I'm like, well, maybe he's in this wood. Maybe he's in this wood lot today. Because they kind of transition back and forth between the two. So I get all settled up. And I'm sitting there. And it's kind of getting about that prime time. And all of a sudden, like, my cell camera goes off. And I look at it. I'm like, gosh, dang it. Here he is coming just in front of the camera where I was just sitting earlier. Oh, my gosh. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, he's down there. Maybe, maybe. Because a lot of these deer were working, they were working from this winter wheat field across, you know, across a chisel pod cornfield. And eventually they ended up over in a, in a cut cornfield. 
So basically, they were covering probably I'd say like a total eight hundred yards. Okay. But you know the the there was kind of like their destination to at dark was when they would end up in that other field. So I was kind of in that middle transition area, and all these deer start filtering from that from the, from that wheat field area. So anyway, yeah, they all the deer come out of the woods at when the um when the chainsaws fired up, and they eventually end up working back into those woods once they kind of like calmed down a little bit and. Um, so anyways, all them, like that, those 30 deer kind of start filtering out a little bit right before dark and, um, and got the camera, get the picture of them and yeah, he starts coming. So now I'm just facing that direction. I got the gun and got the camera. I'm just waiting, waiting, waiting. And finally I'm like, all right, there he is type thing. And uh, how far is he? 70 yards. Oh my God. <laughs> so yeah, I'm like, all right, I got the gun. Like pff, I shot this thing up 300 yards all, you know, during the summer we're hitting softballs. So, like we're done. And, um. But it's kind of like, you know, it's, it, it's still, we still probably had like 10 minutes of legal or so. It, and, but it's just kind of like that twilight area. And mm-hmm. I get on them. I'm like, all right, I got one gap. I got like a gap right here. And I'm like, yep, I'm doing Like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not waiting. Like, you're 70 yards. Right. I, the last Broadside. thing I want. Yeah. I'm like, the last thing I want is for one of these <clears throat> other deer that, you know, it's end up screwing this, somehow yep. busting me and screwing this up. So I rack off the shot and, and, um, you know, it, it, with the gun, I, I've never been. If I hit, if I shoot a gun, I never really like. I feel good on the shot, but you but, just never know where. You yeah, because yeah, with the recoil and everything, I just kind of never know. So like, I right, he takes off running across. He runs in front of me. He's running towards the woodlot that I, the other woodlot that I was set up on. So I rack in another one. He stops over at the over at the wood edge. I'm like, yep, that's two hundred yards. I already ranged that earlier. Turn the turret two hundred yards. Boom. Get back on him again. Like I'm solid. Like I, I'm running a pig, sa- a pig saddle set up, and you know I got, I got my ar- other arm on the back, you know, the backrest of the of the chair. I'm just like, yeah, we're rock solid. I yeah. know this gun, two hundred yards, no problem. Rack off another one, and then like, then goes off in the woods. I'm like, did he ever jump on any of the two? Like he soaked it up, kind of thing, or that's why you know I, I never was able to tell mm-hmm. because. Because and just the, the I'm a little guy, so like recoil <laughs> recoil gets me, you know. <laughs> Nick's like slammed back. Yeah, in the I'm chair. a little guy. Yeah, so like the recoil always gets me, and it's not like I'm like picking up my head. <laughs> you know, I'm not picking up my head to watch right. it. It's just basically like a, you know, I just suck it all up, and then I'm like, all right, deer's running type thing. Um, so I'm like, I'm like, one of them, one of them has to be, you know, like mm-hmm. it, and um, so I'm, you know, but at the same point too, like you just never know, right. And, um, so dark comes in, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go look for some blood out here in the field. And I'm searching, I never find any blood. And, um, I come back, you know, I'm like, all right, well, I'll just come back next in the morning. Cause I don't know, it, with a gun, it's always hard to like pinpoint exactly where they're right. at, especially in a wide open field. Mm-hmm. And you're like 170 yards and another one's 200, like trying to pinpoint exactly where he was standing, where you could find blood. So like, all right, well, I'll just come back in the morning. And, um. You know, look for blood, and then like obviously like the woodlot that he went into, I'll check that stuff. Worst case scenario, if I can't find blood, so that's what I do. And there's no nothing of anything to be found. And I'm just like, that's it. This this deer's just unkillable. Like he's just not. It's just not meant. Did to you happen. grit out at all? Like yeah, the I woods? gritted the woods. I gritted the woods. I check. You know, I checked back in those spots again. Look for blood, and like nothing. Just absolutely nothing. So I'm like, at this point, you're like. Even before this point, I was like, already just like, it's just not meant to happen. It's not mm-hmm. meant to be. And then 
somehow magically have another opportunity at this deer with a gun. And you should, you would think two like, opportunities. Yeah, <laughs> basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you would think like, okay, this should be a no brainer. I'm like, you know, after that, I'm just like, it's just not meant to be. Like at this point, I'm just like, like not like. I, like the deer tore me up so bad like all those other encounters before at this point i just kind of laughed mm-hmm. I'm like like it's just <laughs> whatever like this deer can't he's not meant to be killed and whatever it is and um and uh so yeah come to find out this is like two or three hunts afterwards because like i was so dead set on trying to kill this deer and obviously like no matter what i couldn't push him out of that farm for whatever reason i know it's like why did the deer <laughs> leave stayed right there yeah and uh so i stuck at i stuck after him and um i never ended up getting any other pictures never ended up getting seeing him again or anything along those lines but so anyways fast forward um uh that next day sorry i, I skipped a spot the next the next day when i was out looking the first shot I walk to where, like where the first shot was, and like in my line during the day, and I find a branch, probably about a little bit bigger than a quarter size, and it's like clean, like a clean like cut right in break. Half. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like okay, there's the first one, like okay, maybe I deflected it. I'm like, but still, I'm like the the 200 yard one should never happen. Like uh, still, I know that gun. I've shot that gun enough. Mm-hmm. Like I know that that should not have ever end up happening. Like still should have hit him. So, if, you know, I, I continue to hunt this deer or whatever. Like, I'm dead set on trying to hunt him. And I go out of, like, I don't know, it was like two or three times after that. And I just have to Are we into to December now? Yeah, we're into okay. December now. And um, I just happened to be climbing up in the tree one day. And I happened to, like, just grabbed a gun by the scope. I felt a little bit, mo- like, I felt a movement. And I'm like, like, that ain't. Yeah. Right. I started, I started just kind of like, well, same with like your bow sights, anything mm-hmm. like that. Examining it. Yeah. And I grabbed that scope and just a little with some, with a little, it was like, had to put pressure on it. But so my scope base ended up coming loose on me. Like your rings or whatever? No, the, the, the actual like base like mount. Like the container the rail or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. The rail. The rail so, mounts. Yeah. It wasn't loose enough to where like it rattled. But if you put pressure on it, it, it moved. moved. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I wonder if that maybe what kind of titled into it too. So, yeah, I ended up figuring all this out afterwards, and in a way, it made me feel like, you know, kind of like, all right, well, my confidence wasn't killed at that point, <laughs> um, but... But still pissed off, Yeah, though. it's like, just like, yeah, like how, like, how many times can I have an encounter in, at this deer? So, yeah, we ended up going, you know, like I said, I ended up hunting, like, still stuck after checking, you know, still run all my cameras and just cross my fingers, like... I have already had way more opportunities than I than I should have ever had at this year, but like, like okay, let's get this end the story at this point, like, mm-hmm. and um nothing. So um, uh, season ends. Um, ATA comes around. We go down to ATA, and uh, end up getting like I end up getting pretty sick afterwards. I I was bed I was bed bound for like three or four days, and then finally I'm like I just gotta get like I gotta get out and do something. Mm-hmm. And, still uh, no pictures of this deer. Still no pictures. You, have, of you don't even know if he's alive since you shot at him with a gun, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, all right. I'm like, I just want one. Like, obviously, like at this point, I was like, I was so worried about the infection kicking in and killing that deer. Anyways, like, I, like I already knew in my head intentional that like I was gonna cover every single inch of that farm come shed season. So, anyways, I ended up getting sick at 18, <laughs> and, I'm like, and then um, 
I'm just like coming back from it. I'm like, I need to get outside and like just get some fresh air or whatever. And uh, I'm just like, uh, you know, like I'm not going to dive in looking for sheds because it's still too early. Well, it's still a little bit early. early. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm just going to, you know, walk this field edge perimeter and uh, kind of by a creek. And I end up walking that. And I kind of, you know, like walked about three quarters. It would come about three quarters away around. And all of a sudden I look over on the other side of the creek and I see a dead deer there. And I didn't just instantly, I'm like, didn't even have to look at it hard enough or anything like that. I just look over and I'm like, there he is. No kidding. So, I had to go because the creek level is so high, and, and I'm having to go way up and around, back up to the road, cross the creek on the road, come all the way back around, and I'm just like, it was just like that. The whole time, you know, you run through my head, just like sick to my stomach, but at the same point, too, like there was that little bit of relief, mm-hmm. and in a sense, and it was just it was just that, that feeling. I, it's hard to explain, but yep. I know I know any one of you guys would, know, would be able to understand it, like. Like, you're like, gosh, dang it. Like, that's not how I want it to end. It's not, you know, like, and, you know, at the at that point, you know, season was over, just praying, crossing that he would have lived. But if he was dead, like, obviously, I wanted to be the one who found him. Sure. Right. And um, so, do yeah. You think, do you think where he was ended up dying, like, is there any correlation to when you shot him with a gun? That's the messed up part that I don't know. So, and, and, and. And le- definitely leaves an empty spot right there because, so that night I went, you know, like when I was looking for blood in the dark, my <coughs> wind would have been blowing into that woods that he went into. Okay. And where I found him was almost a direct line straight, straight east. So I'm like. So you know, you're west of him when you're tracking and almost like maybe you would have bumped him. Yeah, you know, like my my wind wouldn't, when I was <laughs> mm-hmm. looking for blood, my wind would have blew into the woods and if he was in there, it would have pushed him out to the east and then he ended up by the creek. So I'm like. Mm. How much farther from that woodlot? Oh, it was another five or six hundred yards. Okay. So I don't know. I, I, I don't know that aspect because like I said, and like part of me wants to be like, no, I didn't hit him. Because I never found any blood, never found any hair, never nothing. And but also the correlation of that kind of being that direct line, mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know. So it's it's still one of the story. It, it just one of the stories that never had a, have never had a right answer for. It. I mean, even like I yep. said on that on that first shot, I hit him with a bow. Like there was no answer to that mm-hmm. how he was even alive. And what time? Um. Shoot, what was I going to say now? So you're thinking he either died from infection or from the second gunshot, you're thinking? Yeah. So <coughs> I, 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 I try to tell myself it's from the infection just to make myself feel better that, I mm-hmm. like, you know, if I did hit him with the gun, I wasn't able to find him. But, like, that – and another reason why I try to say it's from an infection later on is because where I found him, he was, like, wide open. Like the the neighbors, he is right right close to the neighbor line, which they gun hunt. Um, like they would a hundred percent saw him. I feel like so, but you know that was already over. You know over a, or I don't know when a month after season whenever whatever ATA yeah. was. So yeah. ATA was the first or second week in January. So yeah, so it's like it would have been a month time period. Like obviously like DK of the carcass. I don't I don't know. Was there any of the deer left? 
could you tell like where you shot him with a bow and stuff like that? The, the only spot that I could blatantly see was my first shot with the bow. You could blatantly see still in in the in his hide. Mm-hmm. But that was other than that, the rest of it was pretty well. Off. What did the, what did that shot placement look like? Exactly you... what the camera pictures and everything yeah. else showed. Uh, like that center is, mass, basically. Yeah, it's basically it? like center, center. You know, mm-hmm. center up still and down. Crazy though, think that he didn't die from that first shot. I Dude, that's the second. Like so. My boss Alex Chop shot one this year that it's on YouTube now. I don't know if you guys seen it on our our digital series, The Grit. Um, it launched uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, I mean it's like one hundred percent like just money shot, you know. And we ended up tracking the deer three miles and with blood, and then it never ended up finding. But honestly, I mean. What what my whole assumption with that was, I think the shot was actually a little lower than the camera shows, and with the angle, I think he may have like clipped the bottom of one lung, and a one lung hit deer obviously can live, you know, one lung hit. Um, but that's man, I just other than that, I just don't have no explanation for it really. No. I, that's the crazy thing is like even with that full pass through you know obviously hit a lot of liver but it still seems like within that 24 hour mark that deer would have died 24 to 48 hours would have been not you know but it's the crazy thing is that deer kept coming back to the same spot i don't know why the deer never left the farm <laughs> <laughs> like we 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 hunt all these farms and it's like you we never want to push deer it's like oh they're gonna run to the next county exactly Nick gets like four shots on them and Everybody's probably thinking, why Nick's not talking? He's actually going out for a potty break right now. But he gets like four shots off on him, and the deer never leaves his farm. Which no, I he literally has pictures that day. Yep. Goes in, shoots this deer, and has pictures like, what, three to four hours later in that same trail camera? Yeah. It's it's wild. I and It's just uh, it's just one of those things, like Nick said, it's just. You, you just don't have an explanation for it, and so, it's like... I started joking around with him. I said, what are you putting, like, steroids or something in, in your beans? <laughs> like, what, what's going on over there? So uh, let's let's kind of give some credence of to what the deer is. What did he end up scoring, and, and you know, what was he? Uh, like, you're basically perfect, as symmetrical 10-point that you could imagine. Um, He ended up going, like, 150, 150 and some change. 150 so, and some change yeah so, gross yeah gross yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's like i mean granted that's me me scoring it but you know he could have been but i always say give or take a couple inches yep. basically when yeah. i'm scoring just be just to be 100 percent honest with it all but i mean that that would have been my biggest michigan buck today and, it, and like just how it all on plate is i remember the first time when that first era like I, even you told me you're like like, what are you waiting on? Go get that son. Go get him. <laughs> <laughs> you know? well, it's like all of us too. We're like, what are you waiting for? Yeah. yeah. You know? I remember like, you know, like my dad too, because he was getting ready to leave for Iowa um, the next day. I go out there pheasant hunt with my brother-in-law. And I was like, you know, I was like, no, you gotta wait. You gotta wait. Cause we're going to go, we're going to go pick up my biggest buck to date in Michigan. Yeah. Man. And like, oh my God. It's just, that deer was let down after let down, but he definitely humbled me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, transitioning to Mike, you had a good year this year. I did. Got the monkey off your back. How would you tell that story a little bit? So, obviously, early season, I had quite a few shooters coming through. And uh, 
I don't know. Just started getting tough as season started off. Uh, didn't really see many deer. Nothing really worth shooting. And uh, just started getting really tough. Started bouncing around in some different areas and stuff. Seeing some does. and But nothing really ever came into range. No bucks or anything. Went to some old spots I used to hunt. So was kind of getting pretty beat up on myself. And uh, kind of getting frustrated. I think we were kind of beginning to midway of October. And... It's nothing funny. in bow range, but you know the deer no, are there. Nothing in bow range. And, and I'll give everybody like like what you've you know, what you've killed to this point. Like what <laughs> what what is this horse trying to or what dude, is this monkey you're trying to get off your back? Dude, I've shot so many bucks and I've never been able to recover them from bad shots. Mm-hmm. I mean just it, it's been You've had a tough go at it. It's been tough. It I think it was a twelve year stretch. Yeah. I mean it, it was literally Have you recovered up, up one buck with a bow before mm, this? No, and probably five, six years ago, I shot a nice eight point down at the wife's grandparents' house, mm-hmm. and we had good blood, literally good blood the entire way, and then we lost it, never seen the deer again. So that was kind of like a bummer there. I mean, I had many years where I was like, I'm done. I'm not hunting anymore. I'm selling everything. I'm, <laughs> oh, this, yeah. this sucks. Like it's, I'm not going to do this anymore. Yeah. But this year, just went down the same road. Mm-hmm. Seeing all these beautiful deer on trail camera, scouting and everything, and then all of a sudden season kicks in, and it's like, where the hell did they all go? They're showing up in the middle of the night. Don't see them during the day. Don't see them in the evening. And then they're there the evenings that I don't hunt, and it's like, you know, start, start getting really frustrated. Mind games going on. Let me ask you this. Now, going through a rough patch like that, okay, shooting bucks – uh, not recovering them, haven't had haven't had that like confidence boost yet of actually putting your hands on the antlers yet. You see your buddies killing deer, you see social media killing deer, all that stuff. Like, and you know you're filming, you know, because you guys are running the rise. So yep. you're, you're filming stuff, and 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 you you're having fun doing it, but like, you know, how what what's your mindset at the time? Like, like does your you get these awesome deer on camera and you're striving to kill the biggest deer you can. But like, when did you, when did you tell yourself or who told you or whatever? It's like, man, just go kill a deer. It's going to be <laughs> Nick right here to my left. Just, I mean, I, just, I, just, I, yeah. I literally, you know, I called Nick and I'm talking to Nick and I mean, I could tell he's like, he can tell I'm bummed out and stuff. He's like, yeah. dude, just, it's got, it's got to change. Like, just go out there and shoot what's there. Whatever, you know, gets the heart pump and shoot it. If it's there in range, let an arrow fly. And, you know, he's talking a little bit, you know, I changed the way I hunt my farms every year, depending on what I have, you know. So, I ended up going out there. I had this buck daylight, like, the day before daylighted. So, I knew exactly where I was going. Wind direction was the same. He was a seven point. Walk out there, get in the stand, and I'm probably in a stand for like an hour, hour and a half. And he pops out in the middle of the bean field. Comes literally from the edge of the bean field, works probably 60, 70 yards in. (laughs) And then beelines right to me. I mean, he's literally coming straight towards towards the tree. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of curves up a little bit more into the corner. And, I mean, the shot couldn't have gotten any better. He came right into the corner. I Heart shot. I mean, I put a helix On right camera through the dead, dead center of his heart. Like I I literally thought it was a heart shot, but was 100% sure when I gutted him. You could literally see dead now center tell me heart. This. <laughs> tell me this. Okay, you filmed it. You could see the shot. You yes. knew it was you knew it was good, but like did 
did the old times kick in where it it's did. like <laughs> it did like the doubt, the doubt think about how many in. times yeah. you, you go yeah. you go through something like that it's like shit here we go again yeah. like dude i've had pastors on deers i've had freaking deers mean, or so, deer dude it's <laughs> deers. Said deers deers deer whatever <laughs> but you know that does settle in a little bit i yeah, started oh, yeah. to get and then it even got worse because by the time tyler made it up there it was like an hour and a half later and <clears> we couldn't find the first spot of blood like what the hell's going on here? Like I'm, now here I'm, we go now again. I'm freaking out. All the dog, in. you know. And finally, Morgan, my wife, she finds the first spot of blood, and it's like ha- like quarter of the arrow. Like oh, so sweet. the arrow broke. The arrow broke. I had maybe a quarter of the back half of the arrow, and that was filled with blood too. So now I'm feeling a little bit better. But now we're looking for blood. I'm like, dude, I can't find any from this spot. And then finally I get up in the woods and I start seeing some more. And then we run out again. I'm like, oh. So it's like an emotional roller coaster <laughs> yeah. this entire time we're tracking. I'm like, okay, we're going to find him. We're going to find him. And then it turns into like, yep, he, that's it. I'm uh, yeah. like back out. We'll call it's, it easy, it's easy <laughs> Dude, to it's, like, <laughs> when you go through that, it's easy to be like, no, nope, not going to find him. We might Dude, as well was, just get yeah. out of here, you know. And then finally when I seen the white belly, I was like, oh, thank God. How far did he go? 25 yards <laughs> 25 <laughs> yards wait a second he went 25 so from this so emotional roller coaster happened <laughs> in about 18 19 yards dude so <laughs> he was probably like five yards from the woods line and he went maybe 20 25 yards into the woods so maybe a total of like 25 to 30 yards and it's like an up and down but like all those like emotions from like the previous years yeah. kick in the images kick in you're like dude you're not gonna i'm not gonna find them the second dude. second he doesn't see a drop of blood He's like, oh, here we go again. Okay, so I have I have a buddy that's kind of I don't know if he's went through a stretch like you have, but he's, you know, he uh, he's he's had a rough go at it. Let's just say that. And I know Kevin's listening to this, so Kevin, you know, <laughs> call he, him out. Why don't you? Yeah, no, he he if he was right here, he would he would he would say it. So he uh, shoots a good buck last year in October. And he calls me, he's like, man, I shot a good one, you know, and it's, I, I want to see either rain that day or it was like, just got done raining or something like this. Like, everything's freaking wet, you know, he got a pass through and he's like, we come out and help me. And I'm like, yeah, I'll come out and help you. So we'd go out there and he was shooting the Helix, uh, the FJ twos and first deer he's ever shot with him. And, um, he was hunting hardwoods, like, but on the edge of like a, a swamp, you know, like yep. a. It was wet. I mean, it was wet in there. And uh, found the arrow, and then we find some blood, and then we kind of lose blood. So then we're st- – and, and I'm in an area I've never been before. Yeah. So that's, like, that's another thing. Like, I'm looking up in the trees. <laughs> like, I, like, I know, like, geography – geography? Geography? geologically yeah. whatever <laughs> yeah the roads i use too big a word like i know the roads like i've i've li- i've grew up here but i've never been in this section of timber ever i'm like so i'm trying to figure out like where the hell i'm at and i'm like i can see mercury lights way off in the distance i'm like whose house is that and he's like oh it's so and i'm like okay now i know what way i'm going yeah. yep so i look down and i find blood and he's just like and then we'd lose blood and he'd be like Let's just get out of here. Let's just let's just go because he 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 fell back into that like we'll come back tomorrow, you know. And yeah. I'm like, dude, no, we're fine. We haven't jumped him yet, and and we're still we still got a little bit of blood. And then it opened up, and it was a gully washer, and it's like blood, 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 blood. And then 
you know, you'd go like ten feet without seeing blood, and he's like, "Nope, let's look." Let, let, <laughs> you sure you don't want to back up? I'm like, "Dude, Kevin, there has not been one thing. This deer has not bedded yet. He has not done one thing that we should get out of here. You know, I have we haven't heard him get up, nothing. And then blood, 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 and we're in a swamp. Okay, like there's like cattails and tall grass. You know, you literally have to like fall on top of them to find him even yeah. with blood you know so like you know how you like to look up and you're like who where, where's the white belly at there was none of that because it was tall grass so we're heads down heads down we turn left and boom like literally right underneath us there's the deer it's like there he is and it's like he just erupts you know and i'm like hell yeah you know and there was a lot of blood on it but it was it it was uh difficult because it was wet Everything was wet, yeah. you yep. know, and you find like floating blood in yep. the water and stuff like that. So it made it kind of a roller coaster because it wasn't like leaves, blood on leaves, you know. I didn't, so. feel, I didn't feel like too like you know, like how you're saying like swamp grass areas. Like sometimes I feel like swamp grass is nice because like they're rubbing up against it as they're For going sure. through, but then sometimes it can just also make it so hard. Yeah. Well, it's even like the first buck that I should have harvested like eight years ago. I'm literally hunting this pinch point in the back in some of the old properties to hunt. I had this eight point cross behind me. He went out into the field and I seen him turn around. And he came really straight at me, double lung dumb. And freaking, I called my dad. I said, Hey, I just shot a buck. I need you here in about 20, 25 minutes. We're going to start tracking him, getting ready to start climbing down. My dad lived like not even a block down the road from here. Within like two two to five minutes he comes flying into the north side of the field oh, where the God. deer ran yelling my name <laughs> like dude what the, what the heck are you doing man like the buck just ran that way so i ended up hurrying up and getting down and literally there's just like blood both sides all the way through these woods and literally that blood led pretty much right to where he parked never found the deer went out there the next day went through these cattails freaking blood on both sides of cattails i tracked this deer for like 150 yards and never found it just lost blood lost blood oh my but i had gosh. blood i had blood everywhere and the last part of blood that i had was a pool of blood so i'm guessing he bedded down when my dad came in he bumped him up and he just gone so okay so now finally getting the monkey off your back killing this buck with your bow good buck on camera all that stuff finally get the monkey off your back now going into 23 what are our goals this year, our goal is to kill something bigger. Okay. I got four eight points Which, I've been where, keeping an eye on. Where's your confidence level right now? Honestly, my confidence is at the highest it's ever been. Um, Not only did I come off of killing, you know, a buck, but I <coughs> freaking smoked another turkey. turkey yeah. I've killed three turkeys with, with a bow now. <laughs> and it's just like. He can he can hammer the pole. I can, yeah. Dude, I can kill the turkeys, but the deer is a little different story. Oh. Does your good one too? Oh, I'll I'll kill yeah. a, I'll shoot a doe at eighty yards. My wife's the exact <laughs> opposite. My wife has never killed a doe. She's killed bucks with her bow. She's killed bucks with her gun. Literally, cannot kill a doe with a gun or a bow. It, it's and she'll even tell you she's like I I don't want to kill does because I can't kill them. <laughs> she'll either miss them or not hit them right or whatever. It's it, she's like the does. She has a you know a vendetta. Yeah, you know, and it's like. She can't kill. I don't get it. But don't Bucks, know. she is solid. Buck comes in. She's like, I'm like, you haven't hunted in like three years, and I you're get, just like with zipper this one. <laughs> you just pulled that bow off the rack. It's, it's exactly. got dust on it still. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, my confidence is 
I mean, it's high this year. Like I said, I'm just kind of going into the season. Whatever happens, happens. I have no pressure or anything. Just mm-hmm. kind of going to kind of coast into it and see what happens. Sure. Um, definitely want to kill something bigger than last year. And, I mean, I wouldn't even mind poking another doe this year and make it two deer. I've never killed two deer in a season. It's okay. always right. It's always been one. So yeah. are you just sticking to Michigan this year or are you going out of state? Um, I may head out to Wisconsin second week of October. Wisconsin, that's a curveball. Yeah. What, what do you <laughs> did not think you would have said Wisconsin? Um, <laughs> XOP invited us out there. So oh, okay. We we might take off out there. I know Nick's kind of going based <clears throat> off of what he's chasing around here, and I don't know if Isaiah is going to make it out or not. But I know Tyler's heading out, and I might pack up and head out with him for a couple of days. When would that trip be? I believe it's October sixth or seventh. Oh, okay. When that one is. Yep. I. I solely focus here (laughs) that's like next time here next a lot like i am but you know (laughs) and it could all change too depending on how september ends up yeah you know i could not kill in september and there's something running around still the first week of october and i you know make the call stay home man for me i need to be here october 1 through the 15th i have to be here because if i get a cold front and the Anywhere from the fifth to the twelfth of October. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Can't miss it. I need Can't to be here it. like October first till November fifteenth, or, or you know, if I punch both tags before then, then we'll go. But. <laughs> See, and it's it's tough for me to kind of get out of state anymore. You know, just the work schedule yeah. and everything, and mm-hmm. um, and you put another kid into the, yeah. the mix. <laughs> I only get so many days off a year, and you know, I try to keep some of those days available for mm-hmm. camping weekends or yeah, you know, vacations you in the winter so i i do a ton of balancing yeah you know like today the wife what, what do you got planted i'm like i have absolutely nothing planned today i'm going to see aaron tonight so whatever you and the kids and now she's do, pissed at game. me <laughs> <laughs> no she's she she's not she's uh she's actually happy i told her i said i'm not she's like you shooting today you filming i'm like nope nothing to do with hunting today whatever we want to do so perfect it was kind of a family day today yeah good deal Nikolai, what about you? What's your goals this year? And where are you heading? I mean, Michigan, obviously. How do you even have, like, you just came off a dream season. You, I know. you drew <laughs> Kansas this year again, didn't you? No. Oh, it, you did That really threw a wrench in me. Isaiah's the only one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we were going to do, like, all, like, the, like, a rise thing there this mm-hmm. year, and Isaiah's the only one true. So, <laughs> that really threw a wrench in the plans. Um, So, pretty much, uh, I drew Wyoming. Me and the old man drew Wyoming, so we will be out there second week of September. Um, mule deer, or I mean, our tag's good for your mule deer or whitetail, but we're going to be out there second week of September with bows, trying to get one of the... Not going to the Dakotas? No, my my bank account wouldn't like two weeks of no pay, so... <laughs> <laughs> I, it's this it's, Trust me, it is hard, hard not to go north coast straight to Wyoming, but and my bank account just doesn't yeah. agree. So. Yeah, that's a tough one. So, yeah, um, Wyoming, Michigan, um, probably going to put a little bit more stock into Ohio this year. And then um, I, will, I, I will say I'll, I'm, I'm going to buy a North Dakota tag. I don't know when I'm going to be out there. It could, you know, depend on when things, how things lay out. Could go there maybe in November. Could I, I would love to go back out there during December, even though it was, like, colder and shit out mm-hmm. there. But. The last time I was out there in December, that was one of the It was cold- colder than colder than shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you don't go out to the Dakotas when it's that cold, like, that time of year. You don't. It's a death sentence. Yeah, but, oh, my God, the hunts that I had was just, like, that's, like, those are hunts that you will 
never ever forget when you yeah. get 30 40 deer po- you know plus inside 10 yards like that like it just that was one of the coolest experiences i ever had like you didn't even think about the cold at that point but mm-hmm. so yeah i mean i don't know this year is just kind of kind of sit back a little bit in a sense i mean obviously like i got my you know some some deer to focus on here but even still like there was a couple a couple deer this that um that made through last year and I, I found sheds off of that I was like like oh yeah those are like those are my give mm-hmm. they're gonna be my ones and it just seemed like every deer this year they're like oh we're gonna put on like five inches maybe and really? so yeah it's it, it, it's been that way for me though too like yeah you know I got some decent deer but I'll tell you what like the two-month drought that we had in the spring really hurt antler growth. That's what um, I was thinking. Of. Yeah. Like, I don't have – usually I'll have a deer that's, like, Pope and Young or 130, you know. Yeah. I, I'm i not going to lie to you. I don't know if I can find one yet. I I, I hope I can. Yeah. I hope I can. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, you've seen one of the bucks tonight yeah. that I'm – No, that's he's a good deer. That's he's a good deer. good deer. I, I don't uh, – he won't – you know, I don't think he'll push – Pope and young, but he'll he'll be close, and it's yeah. like, but I'm okay with that. Like he's yeah. still a good deer, yeah. Um, but, but it's just like I think that drought really hurt tine length I, and the growth. That's what I was thinking. You know, I was worried. I was worried about that, and I mean, like, um, like my number my number one deer this year. He's he's maybe five inches bigger than he was last year, but he's four, really he's four. He's a four year old this year, so that's what make him number one. I had a because obviously you know like i'm not scared to shoot three and a half year old deer in michigan and um Me neither i had two i, I had I'll two one-year-old <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i had like two super stu, superstar two-year-olds last year and i'm like oh yeah like come on like i'm mm-hmm. waiting for them you know just blow up and, as a three-year-old and they show up on camera i'm like really that's all you're doing <laughs> like, so really yeah. It's crazy yeah. though watching his deer that he gets every year. It's like a two year old deer that's like 125 inches. <laughs> You're like, dude, why are you not killing that thing? Because it's only two years old. And then the following year, they just like blow up. Mm-hmm. But they didn't, they not, none of them did this year. I got one, I got one deer. He's real framey. And um, I know, I know him from last year, but I didn't, he was kind of one of the ones where like, I was like, man, I can't rule him out, but I never really like <laughs> paid attention to him in a sense. Yep. And he's the one who blew up this year. And um, I don't know. It's just, even still, I'm just, I don't know what I'm gonna do. It's gonna be like you know. Obviously, I got my one, like my one, like I said, and then the other ones are just gonna be kind of how I'm feeling when I see them. I I got a situation on my hands and might have to talk off record because I don't <laughs> know if it, it, I, let's just say this. I had a deer last year that I you know I watched him all year. Saw him from the stand. Had lots of pictures of him. He he was a pup. I mean, he is a year and a half old deer. You know, he's his racks a year and a half, hundred percent. Like, but he yeah. was he was like, you see that deer right there with the purple tag? That's the that's the eight point, not the one with the broken beam. Yeah, the, one on the, the purple, right, one on the right, right next. Yeah, well, I, I was gonna say right next to the one with the green felt, <laughs> yeah. but they're both <laughs> really yeah, awesome. purple, purple, purple tags <laughs> in between green felt. The one right over the, where it says beard board, like the yep. one. So he was that last year, but he had he had three kickers at his bases. Okay, and he was that. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I'm like, holy crap! It hopefully he makes it through. So yeah. I, I had him. I was glassing him in the in the December. Uh, all like on the winter wheat, like I could watch him every night. I got so much footage of this deer and I'm like, please make it through. Please make it through. Well, he made her through. 
And I tried to find his sheds, couldn't find his sheds. And then I glassed him the other night. And I'm like, oh my <laughs> gosh. Like you're two and you're supporting that. Like, yeah. like really, like the thing was, is I haven't, I haven't glassed him in probably, probably two weeks. And two weeks ago, he was, oh my gosh, you can tell it's him. Yeah. Like he's, he's a 10 now as a two-year-old and he's still got the kickers. Okay. Yeah. You, you know, he's 13 inches wide maybe, but he is so massive and he's probably two weeks ago, he was probably 115 to 120. Yeah. And I'm like. That deer gets <laughs> shot by anybody, anybody, yeah. anybody. So I'm like, do I take one more year a chance? I'm like, so I was, I was talking to David about it. He's like, you, cause he knows all about the deer. And he's like, you're going to kill him. And I'm like, boy, I I'd be hard pressed to not like, he's going to end up Pope and young or one Like I, I need to go back out and see if I can find him. But I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. Like if a hunt, yeah. you know, a Pope and Young two and a half year old comes by and it's like, do you just yeah. like give him one more year? Like you need to. Yeah, I'm like to, mother if you, of if not, God. He's get killed November fifteenth. I don't want to say that though. Like that's, I, I don't want to be that of, neighbor. You that's know? the hard part about this state. Because if you yeah. kill that deer, then you're that neighbor. You know. Yeah. So it's like I, I told David. I said we'll find out if he walks out in front of me. That's where I'm at with the with those. You know? I got the, had those two last year, or two and a half year old, and then this year they're three and a half, and I'm like, like you're not, you're like the same as you were last year. But well, the, the way older. I put it, the way I put it is, my phrase is, if you're three, you're for me. Uh, if he's a three and a half year old, and he's <laughs> he's <laughs> done. If you're three, like he's, you're for me. I like you know? that. <laughs> um, that's my whole thing, like yeah. around here. You yeah. know what I mean? Because my yeah. three year olds are. 115, 120, 125, 130. Like last year, I shot that buck, and you know, he's with the, without his brows, he was 132. You know, and yeah. with his brows, he would have been like high 30s. He came back at three and a half. I'm not passing up a 130 inch three year old. No, no, not, <laughs> like, not at all. I'm not doing that. Yeah. You know, that's. Uh, I don't, but that's like another thing too. Is like how my farm is laid out. Like the you know, because my farm. You used to never be any deer. Like, you could drive five miles around that place, and you never see a deer during the wintertime, like, mm-hmm. within five miles. And now I went out there, and I found, like, 16 or 17 sheds last year off that farm. Was there so, a lot of winter weed around? No. It's got, so what's happened is they started logging out woodlot and woodlot oh. and woodlot. So now yep. these woodlots are getting thicker, and they're sticking <laughs> around. So that's, like, you know, like, these deer have, like, all these deer that, like, you know, the, obviously the ones, the two last year and then these younger ones and stuff, like, they're just, like, they're such homebodies. It's crazy. So that's, I'm like, like, do I gamble it? Do I gamble <laughs> it? And I'm like, man, that's so hard to do. But yeah. I just. I will say, you know, some of the areas that I hunt that are a lot like yours, the bow pressure is low. Yes. But the gun pressure is very high, you know? So yeah. it's like. But I, I am very fortunate to a lot of the neighbors that I know that I talk to. They're if they can if they kill it, they're they're gonna kill something that they can put on the wall. Yeah. You know. So I'm fortunate enough there. Like here where we sit at on my family farm, we're at my deer camp. Like it is very hard to get two years worth of worth of history on a buck. I mean yeah. it, it is literally 
less than 2%, I would say. It might even be lower than that. Like, there's not a lot of time. I'd have to go back and think, but there might be a year, maybe two, maybe three that we get, like, and, I, and I'm not talking about a one- to two-year-old. I'm talking about a two- to three-year-old or a three- to four-year-old. We don't get that. But you go to some of my other farms that aren't, like, a big, you know, big or uh, big timber, I can get deer through. I can for sure get deer through. Yeah, just I mean, like you're saying, like that's just like a Michigan in general, <coughs> in a in a sense. It's it's tough. It's tough year to year. I mean, I I've just now been been very been fortunate to be able to do it, but I don't. Know. That's yeah. it, like I said. Like I said, don't don't say I'm I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna shoot the deer, but I'm not gonna say I'm gonna shoot them. It's just one of the things where it's gonna boil down the time. If he's in front of me, I'll make the decision then. And David and I talk about it all the time. It's like you know what do you. What's your criteria? You know, it's like, ah, oh, he's got to be three. He's got to be 130. No, <laughs> I don't do that anymore because, no. dude, yeah. the thing is, is like, it is so hard to kill a four-year-old here in Michigan. It is so yeah. <laughs> hard to do it. And the thing is, I still love the three-year-olds. Like the first buck I killed last year, he came out seven-inch double main beam. I'm like, yep. Yeah. You know, and he's done. You know, I just, I, I, I just look at like. If if you get me jacked, you're mine. Yeah, my my hardest part is I like killing shit. That's the thing. Too. <laughs> so it's like, you know, it's like AB says about turkey. If it's got a beard, I'll dance with it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll dance. Yeah. It doesn't matter how big it is. Dude, that bird I shot this year was literally right behind the cabin here. Um, I don't know. It was 150 yards behind the cabin. On the like, if you like, where our trucks are parked right here. If you go. On the trail, I killed him on the trail. Uh, back there, 150 yards or whatever. It's got over three million views on YouTube. Really? really? That video? Yeah. <laughs> Wild, <laughs> isn't that? Like it's it's crazy. Those birds. Like I literally pulled and I parked right where Michael's parked, <laughs> and my buddy was with me. We get out, we walk back there. I hit one call. They gobble. We set up, and they come running and just Done. killed him. Double it's- beard. Is ten and a half incher or ten incher? Tyler's hunted up here a lot with me. With I was say, where where did you get? Was it here when you guys did the podcast yep. kill too? Yep, and that was so 150 yards back is where we killed uh, my bird this year, and then another 70 yards on the same trail. The the trail wise, that's where Tyler and I recorded the live podcast. Why we killed that bird? And that video <laughs> probably got like 200 views. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy how that stuff works out, though. I know. It is wild, but yeah, that's it. The whole deer thing, dude, is it the whole like you know what do you shoot, what don't you shoot? It it's just all. I'm never gonna tell either one of you or anybody what no. to shoot and what you shouldn't shoot because you know what, this property right here that we're sitting on is vastly different than any property that you guys hunt, and yeah. it's like you saw all the deer out in my field tonight, like a lot of them. You know, there's oh, some good looking bucks out there, but. There's nothing that's going to be, like, if you come from a, another state, you're going to be like, bad. Ah, you know, you yeah. don't even pick the bow up for those. And I'm like, well. Then you ain't shooting out here because that's about what we got. <laughs> well, yeah. and you look at all the mounts up here. I mean, I think there's 18 or 19 mounts up here, and they range anywhere from 100 inches to 130, you know, and that's that's what we get, you know. Well, sure ain't nothing wrong with it. I mean, it's, no. especially when you, like, when you have a hunt camp like this, like at, 
that's that's kind of like you know like when you boil down to like the the heritage the hunting camp situation it, it was never about like those big deer it was always about the camaraderie and everything yep. like that so that's like you know this is basically like your spitting image of what it what it is and yeah that's did what you guys I, grow up with a camp did you guys have a camp no we, dude i didn't start hunting until i was an adult yeah I think I went once or twice as a kid. Yeah. yeah. We'd go up north, but it'd be like a camper or something like that. When I well, was you younger. had a camp. Yeah. Yeah. We, I mean, we built this in 2000, but before that, we would just have camp at like somebody's house. Yeah. You know what I mean? Something like that. But like, you know, now here, you know how many games of Euchre have been played on this? <laughs> I'm sure yeah. a ton. And you know how many beers have been drank on oh, this? T- oh, sure dude. Done. Like yeah. so, like I said, we built this in 2000. This table has never moved in 23 years. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, thousands of beers and games of euchre have been played on. And night before opening day, we'll have 40 people here, and we'll have two euchre tables going. We'll have a football game on the TV, and we're just you know, we'll usually have food, and we're just bullshit. And mm-hmm. it's yeah. it's the best thing ever, you know. That's why that I I love that because like even um, so like now you know obviously we're older we don't have like our deer camps anymore really but we always like one or two of our buddies always kind of throw like that deer that deer camp before mm-hmm. the open day and we always you know everyone always all our buddies pile into one someone's house type thing and it's like. It's kind of our new, our newer. It's not the up north deer camp or whatever, but we still try to like get together. You know, obviously have some beers and yeah, go out to stand hungover the next day. <laughs> well, but it's, you know, like our turkey camp we do every year. Yeah, uh, you know, we're not out there to kill the biggest turkey. We're more so to have fun, hang out, and yeah. drink some beers. The only and, shitty thing about turkey camp is you got to get up. Early, early, early. Oh, early. so early. <laughs> we're all like so running on like early. three hours of sleep every yeah. morning if we're lucky. Oh man, that sucks. I hate that. But I will say, like, you know, now that I'm the age I am, I still get excited for opening day. But I, I don't care to carry. I don't care to carry a gun anymore. Like, I want to come up here the night before to play euchre, to drink some beers, yeah. and literally, if I don't go hunting the next day, I'm I'm good. I'm good yeah. with it. Well, okay, so remember, like, when you were younger, probably you'd come up here and, like, someone, oh my God. someone wouldn't go out hunting. Like, what are they doing? They're not hunting open in the morning. Now yeah. you, now you yeah. understand. Exactly. Not <laughs> like, that person that's not hunting. I'm not kidding morning. you, though. Like, when I, from when I could understand it, six, seven, eight years old, this, or, or November 15th, or the night of the 14th was my Christmas. Yeah. Like, you look forward to that every year. Yeah, like, you were getting up and going hunting no matter yeah. what. <laughs> and the coolest thing about it is our school, my school never had school on opening day rifle season, so Don't we always us. knew we gave. That's because no one was there. <laughs> it, well, right. Now I think they actually do have school on that day. But, you know, it's just, it, I don't know, man. It's just, and the thing is, the shitty thing about deer camps, are, I think they're dying. You know what I mean? Like the the it older is. generation is the it, were the pioneers of it, you know, and and I look at like my dad and then, you know, Archie, my uncle Bill and Jack, like they're the old guys at the camp and they still very much love to get into the buck bottle, whether it's the black velvet or the red yeah. stag or the <laughs> lady bly, you know, yeah. like they they're whiskeying it up and, and having fun, but they're they're on they're on the backswing. They're on they're on the back nine where that's like 
yeah, we're just here to have fun and see you guys all, you know, yeah. but, but I'm kind of on the back nine because <laughs> I don't really care to go. Like I'd rather go sit with my dad or my wife. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, I'm more to the point now where I'm just like, I just want to create the memories. I want to try to beat you in six games of Euchre <laughs> and drink as many yeah. Bush lights as I can. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. It, it's, but I will tell you this. Our deer camp up here, we are. It'll never die. The deer camp will always be here. If this burns down, knock on wood, God, if it doesn't. <laughs> if it was, we'd we'd build it again. Yeah. You know what I mean? And honestly, that's the best thing though is that that keeping that heritage. Yeah. It's, Gotta have it. Like you're saying, like you don't even care. Like I haven't even the last three years. I haven't even taken a gun out. They're open day gun season. I've literally taken my camera and, and filmed Maddie. Like mm-hmm. I'll go, I'll go sit with you. Yeah. Like it's just, you know, it starts to evolve like that. Like you know, we're saying like I don't care if I go hunt, but I'm yeah. gonna go. I'm gonna enjoy it, and this could be open day gun season. Yeah. Bet your ass, I'll be out there, but I'm not gonna be hunting. Yeah. Well, that's a you know, last year. I mean, I was tagged out, but I don't remember where what I did and where I sat. I can't remember now. I might not even hunt it. I can't remember. But the year before, I I did hunt opening day. I was it was the year before. I it was the first year, I think I've been back for opening day, in a long time because we were always filming in you know in the Midwest or something doing like bow bow season stuff. I had a few bush lights, you know, and the next morning wasn't wasn't great, you know. (laughs) (laughs) It's colder and shit out opening morning, and you're hotter in hell because you just got still, you know, you're still sauced up still a little buzzed <laughs> yeah that's a, that's like another thing too though is like you you I mean you've traveled a lot of states hunted a lot of states like mm-hmm. there's not there's nothing like nothing nothing like a hair like you know like it is here you know and any other states like the heritage and maybe i would say like maybe like wisconsin's probably wisconsin or minnesota are probably like the closest so, places so out of all the states i've ever hunted wisconsin's been the closest i've i've been to wisconsin one year it was 2013 and we did a bow hunt there in November, but uh, there it was a nice camp. Like it was a it was a guy that had private land. It wasn't an outfitter. It was a guy that had private land, and I think he wanted to become an outfitter, and he wanted us to come in and kind of, you know, like a trial and error kind, kind of, of a trial. Yeah, it was kind of like hey, we're just kind of starting this. Like, kind of want to run you guys. You're our guinea pigs, kind of yeah. thing. Dude, beautiful camp. He took a old uh barn, like a you know, like a barn, and turned it into a lodge. And it was flipping badass. Tongue and groove to the whole thing, chandeliers, like huge, nice kitchen. Uh it was awesome. So that whole like when I walked into that, I'm like, Man, I feel like I'm back home. Like, <laughs> let's get some guys around here, let's play some euchre. Yeah. Let's 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 so but I'll tell you what, Illinois there was no deer camp there. We we tried to do something like yeah. it, but it was always like around the buck pole, which is fine. But w- like, let's get the cards out. Let's play yeah. some poker, play some euchre or something. But if you if you get out of Michigan, nobody knows how to play euchre. Nobody's ever no, heard of like, it. I don't you know? know how to play euchre. That's just sad. <laughs> get, the, get the cards out. We're we need Nick. a four. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just pretend. Yeah, you gotta learn, dude. That's a that's that's, a, that's pretty bad. Come from Michigan, that's terrible. Like you. <laughs> yeah. that's terrible. That's bad. Yeah, so I will say Wisconsin's been the closest, but there's, you know, you try to replicate it wherever you go, you know, and, and it's just not the same. Yeah. It's not the same. 
I mean, like, you know, like, we've done some hunts, you know, we've done bear hunt up in Canada, we went out to Wyoming one year, and there's, I think, like, eight or nine of us, and, you know, we try to do it, but at the same point, too, when you're on those types of trips, you're, like, you're, okay, you're on limited time, too, mm-hmm. so, like, you're trying to fill your tag and everything, so you don't really get that, you, you don't really get that deer camp vibe. Bear, bear camp was a little bit different, I guess, because you're only hunting in the evening, so, like, Everyone had pretty good, pretty good time at night, but oh, good but the problem is you don't get back until like one Late. o'clock. Or, yeah, so it's like next thing you know, it's three or four o'clock in the morning. You're like I gotta go to bed. Well, and it, so we did bear camp last year. Um, I filmed, but that you're not hunting mornings. But yeah. same thing, you get back and you have supper, and it's like midnight, <laughs> and you're like, man, beer tastes good, but. You're just like by default, you're tired. Yeah, yeah. you're yeah. like God. I just, I just want to lay my head down. But then it's like somebody out of the group is like, "Well, oh, you know, here's another beer. Here's another beer." Yeah. It's like, all right. Then you're eight beers deep, and it's four o'clock in the morning, and it's like, but you can sleep the rest of the day. Yeah. You know, you can. But it's like, God, I just want to go to bed. Uh, <laughs> I just want to sleep. There's just, there's just nothing like exciting. You know, we try to do these camps with like buddies and stuff like that, but there's just nothing like that. That can even come close to like that opening day. Eve. Nothing because eh. there's a couple things that that really like like put you in a place, and it's the orange vest. You know, you got a <laughs> hunter's orange. You know what I mean? It's usually cold out, but it, there's the nostalgia of always like like anybody. You know, I'm gonna take this camp for exa- for example. So like. You know, there's always like 11 of us here opening morning, getting ready, okay? Somebody's cooking on the stovetop, like cooking eggs, bacon. You know, we've got a big spread for the morning, and we get up early. Somebody's cooking. Somebody's got coffee going. And you get up, and you're like, I find myself now, like not not knowing it when I was a kid, but I find myself now kind of knowing how it all works. Like, we're sitting around this table. We eat breakfast around this table, all of us. And... You look around and you, you're having discussions, and it's like, ah, you know, winds out of the east or whatever. You know, yeah. you know, everybody's got their spot, like, whatever. And our rule here is, you got to sit all day. Opening day, you have to sit all all day. Like that's the rule. I like that. So it's it's been a rule ever since we started this camp. You know, if you shoot a buck, you can go get it, kind of drag it up to your blind, but then you get back in your blind. Like that's that's the rule. Okay. And um. So we're just talking, and and you, ca- I find myself looking around at everybody as they're talking, like who's who's gonna be the person that racks <laughs> yeah. up the first shell? You know what I mean? Because somebody's gonna do it. Somebody's gonna kill a buck today. Like that's the other cool thing. Like, right. I don't think we ever win an opening day. I would have to. I'm gonna do a podcast with the old guys of the camp because we've we've never done one. So there's gonna be around this table eventually where we're gonna do a podcast. But I wanna. Like kind of dive into all that deer camp stuff, but like you're like who's gonna who's gonna rack off the first shell, you know? <laughs> and um, back when I was a kid, we all had walkie talkies. You didn't have phones, so it was like you know, hey, Bill, <laughs> Bill, was that you? You know, <laughs> nope, that was on the property to the west. You know, yeah. he lit my world up. You know, <laughs> shot, you know I about jumped out the tree <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, and it's like I remember uh, a couple years ago on the east side. And we did have phones this time. Uh, my cousin Brian, he's like, I think it was Brian. He goes, oh, Bobcat just went by me. Kevin, it's coming towards you. 15 minutes later, oh, just went text, just went by me. 
Bill, it's coming towards you. <laughs> Literally went right right by my Uncle Bill, and he's like, Bill, it's coming towards you. And then he saw him, and then somebody was at camp here, and it walked right by camp. And, like, four or five guys out of, like, all, like, everybody seen this bobcat yeah. work through the timber, and it's like, holy shit. That's you know, cool. it's, it's wild. <laughs> so, like, just stuff like that is, like, you know. And then and coming back and, and putting bucks on the pole and drinking some beers and, like, Basically, when you walk in that door and you're drinking beers and you're staying here for the night, it's like kind of all the worries go away. Yeah. Right. You know, and you're here at deer camp. Like, that's the cool thing about it. Yeah. Like, like I said, you know, we, we try to replicate it. And, like, granted, yeah, like when we, we try to replicate it and, you know, we're out somewhere in a different state, someone kills, like, yeah, you're celebrating. Mm-hmm. But there's just nothing like, you know, like like the back home deer camp type thing. And, like, Part I, like you're saying that part of it's because of the orange, and, and I feel like too it's like, like it's Christmas, it's Christmas morning. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. And, like you don't get you don't get that feeling in the sense like even though it's like yeah we're going hunting tomorrow morning or anything like that we're at a new state, but like you grew up your entire life for like it's open day gun season yeah. like 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 I said it was just it yeah. was it was second best to Christmas morning. I will say like going to these other places and hunting like. For instance, I'm just going to talk about Iowa. When I went and was hunting and when I ended up killing the Hambino there in 19, like, I was there to hunt. I was, like, you didn't want to, you didn't really want to, like, stay up late because you're sitting all day. Yeah, you knew you were going to grind it out. Literally, you're you're in the best time of a hundred, like, that's why I named this, this podcast the Fall Podcast. You're in November first through november 10th you're in the best super bowl time frame you can yeah. imagine and you live your whole life for these 10 days mm-hmm. i mean roughly you yeah. know give or take a couple days this is when you're making hay while the sun's shining so my whole thing was like deer camp is way different it is when you're out there doing that you know i might have a beer with supper and then maybe one watching the game, and then it's like, ah, you yawn a little bit, and it's like, ah, I better hit the cheese. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're yeah. usually in bed pretty early. You're ready, you're ready to grind it out, and you're, you're like, that's like, all right, I got these two weeks. I'm, I'm going to kill a buck. Exactly. That type of thing. And the way I look at it, too, is when you come back here after all of that, for me anyway, it's like, this is like the relax. This is like, let the hair down. I don't care if I rack off the 30-06 tomorrow or not. I'm going to have fun. Mm. I'm going to like, it could happen to me. You know, with yeah. with on this property and rifle season, it's lucky, lucky. Like literally, with eleven guys hunting two hundred twenty acres, and then the the property to, our, to the west of us have just as many guys rifle hunt <laughs> over there, and the property to the east just like literally. It's a no wonder that a deer makes it through. <laughs> it's unreal. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like you have to get lucky. To, to get that opportunity. You That's know? how it's always been, though. Like, guns. Yeah. It's just, it's like, the, also, too, like, my part of it is, like, you just never know. Like, yeah. you hope that you're in the lucky spot that someone else, like, bumped it over to you. Exactly. That's really, it's not like, yeah. you know, there's no st- strategic planning of it. It's like, you hope that you're lucky that someone else bumped it to you. Yeah. Dude, I have to think. Uh, I, I think, no, I killed one in Kansas. I killed a good one in Kansas with my gun. So, before that, I, I want to say, 2014, I can tell you, the last buck I killed with a gun at this property was 2014. 
Okay. So it's been some years. Okay. That that was the last opening day I got to hunt before, like, two years ago or whatnot. And uh, so this is no shit. Uh, so I've been filming for a couple years before that, and I haven't I have, hadn't made it with a hunt opening day. Um, so we all have our designated spots. Well, my cousin took over my spot just cause I was like, I'm not going to be there, you know, Yeah. go hunt over there. And so we have a spot up in front of the property that, uh, nobody hunts, you know, and I'm like, well, eh, I'll hunt there. You know, I, I don't give a shit. I put a food plot in that year. Cause I was going to bow hunt it. It was like a new area, kind of a new area. Nobody really hunted, put a food plot in there. Well, coming into opening day rifle season, I knew I was going to be home. And uh, come home, didn't have a blind up there. So I'm like, what am I going to do for blind? Well, it just so happened that, like, this old tripod stand that we had was sitting in the weeds back <laughs> here. And it just had, like, uh, it wasn't enclosed or nothing. It was just, it, like, a railing going just around. Just a railing <laughs> around it. And I bought burlap uh, uh, November 15th. I went and bought, or November 14th morning, I went and bought burlap for it. And a buddy and I trailered it out there with the pickup, tra- November 14th, with the pickup, put it in place, and I put the burlap around it, and I was I, I tucked it right into some pines. It was a long, it was almost like a a long um like when you would envision uh uh like a power line, like a power yeah. line basically. It was like that CRP power line, but no power lines. Think of it that way, and uh. The neighbors was was pines, and then there was like a forty yard buffer of CRP, and then it turned into our pines. Like I'll hunt here, I don't care. Yeah. You know, nobody's hunted here. And uh, wake up the next opening morning, I'm going over there. So I walk walk down there, get into the stand, gets daylight, and I'm just like, man, here we go. You know, <laughs> where's he at? You're Bring him for, out. You know, exactly, exactly. I remember taking a picture of my phone. Like of, it was just beautiful that morning. It was cold, and I'm in the elements. You know, it was the first time I probably haven't sat with a roof over my head in opening day ever. <laughs> you know, and uh, just bundled up, and uh, I kind of like, I look over to my right, and I just see some movement. I see a tail flicker, and I'm like, "What the heck?" And I pick the binos, and all I see is tines, and I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> are you kidding me right now?" Like he, like. I'm going to be the first one to shoot a buck this morning. <laughs> like, what? And, uh, you know, he takes a couple steps. I look, and I can see he's an eight. And our rule on here was four. It's got, it still is four on a, eight or bigger or four on one side. That's that's our rules. Yeah. So he comes up like, oh, he's he's good enough. You know, at that yeah. time, you know, I was like, eh, he's good enough. He comes out, and he, he steps out of the neighbor's pines, jumps over the fence onto us, Comes out to the CRP and he's just like kind of scanning, just like this. I'm like, I am 45 <laughs> yards from him with a seven millimeter, just right here on the chest, and I'm like, you are <laughs> done, <laughs> douche, and just sack of taters right down, you know. And I'm like, boom, you know. And uh, I get down, I go over there and take a picture of him, send it to everybody, you know. And I I, I was so excited, you know, and. <laughs> the deer ended up scoring like 105 inches, you know, just like, but I, I was so jacked. Didn't and matter. I, you're the first nope, one. I came back to camp here and uh, everybody else is hunting around me. Actually, Jack that hunts the field, he got his buggies like, I'll come and help you or whatever. 
So we, we brought him up here. I put him on the pole. I sat right here, and I drank beer the rest of the day <laughs> by myself with no lights on. Just like I, I was like, I'm just here, you know? Yeah. That I Those are the memories right there, man. So Yeah, it's... Except there's no, there's no like you, you you can try to imitate it anywhere else, anywhere we go, but there's just no 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 feeling like it, like back home, but deer camp. Well, and in Michigan too, you know, uh, Fred Bear ever get you know always gets played every more every opening morning. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. Ted Nugent, old Fred yeah. Bear. So that's pretty cool. But yeah, yeah, we've tried doing a deer camp kind of at Tyler's house for opening weekend, but, but uh, yeah, still not. It's still I, not the same. No, I, I think, think I almost think you need to do it somewhere other than someone's house. Like it's you got to act like you're you feel like you're yeah. going somewhere to do it. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I I think the the big the biggest thing part of it is just like the open day gun season. I think that's the biggest part because, like I said, we've tried doing it other times or other states and everything like that. It's just it's not the same feeling. No, no. I mean, like I said, you know you. you Michigan open day gun season, you're like, all right, who's spooking what to me? Exactly. You just that's anticipation you're hoping for that you never know. Mm-hmm. And you'll never have that any other time of the year. Yeah. So it's like there's just so many variables that come into play that make it make it that deer can't make it that like opening, you know, that like I said, I, I don't know. I've I literally plan like, you know, like we try we you know, all of us travel out of state quite a bit. But I make sure I'm home for open day gun season, whether I'm tagged out or not, or I got a place to hunt or not, just because of the camaraderie of all mm-hmm. the buddies and the feeling and going out there type thing. Like, I, I don't know, well, I'm 33 and started hunting when I was 12 illegally, yeah. but that's when we were able to do it, and I haven't missed open day since. Yeah. I haven't been hunting all of them. Maybe I may have only been filming them, but I've been out there for every single one. Yeah. Gotta love it. Do you have anything like that on the tribe with your guys or anything like that? No, no, nothing at all. Do you think it's something that you could like if you start putting that together with a couple buddies, or is it kind of like a cutthroat kind of thing over there? I, I think if we if we try to do, I think a couple of them would join, but I don't think it'd be like a big thing. There's not many yeah. of us that really are that big in the hunting. There's like really? a handful of us. Yeah, and you know. start doing it with your with your girls. Yeah. So when they start getting older, then it more more turns into like that tradition type. Thing. Yeah. 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 For sure. And I also think like, you know, you talk about like you were gonna say, you know, you try to do opening day at Tyler's and everything. I think what makes it really cool the deer camp aspect here is there's eleven of us that hunt the one property. Right. Like when you walk out that door, you're walking to your blind. Yeah. You're not getting in a vehicle and driving, driving. to another farm and hunting. Like it's like you hear the shot and you're uh, like, hey. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like here. You know, this is ours. This is and that's hard to come by nowadays. You know what I mean? Like having one piece of ground that's just like you know, yeah. and and this 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 piece of ground has been in my family. Oh my gosh, forever! I don't even. I want to say like the forties or fifties. You know what I mean? Jeez. And then, like I I'm the only like blood relative that still hunts the farm, so that's kind of neat for me. Like right. I don't ever want this farm to go away. Yeah, you know, like I. <clears throat> this is a crazy story, actually. So this used to be my great great grandfather used to run cattle on this farm. That's right. this was for, and two days ago, from when we're recording this, I was on a piece of the, I was I was on a section of it, and you know that going back to the earlier in the podcast when I talked about I have a lot of information on a camera. on an SD card camera. Well, from that camera I could tell that the deer when they were coming off our hayfield. 
I could, they were coming by the camera a certain way that I knew where they were going back to bed. And they were using this certain spine going down into this hub, mm-hmm. and then they were going on to the neighbors. Well, I'm, I started backtracking from the camera, like where I think the travel corridor is that they're using. Because I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to backdoor them opening morning where I can get in <laughs> yeah. early, set, them, set up on them off where they're coming off into the field. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm, I'm looking in this area and it's where the spine meets like the head of this hemlock swamp. Like the hemlock swamp comes into uh, hard timber, like, you know, some oaks and everything. There's some white oaks there, some red oaks, but it's a spine and it drops off both ends and there's a scrape already there like from last year there's a licking branch and everything i'm like holy crap like like if there's a sign right here's a sign so i'm like i'm just gonna doctor this scrape up and put a camera on it and just kind of start monitoring and see if these deer are using this to get into bed because if it is it's a perfect spot i could backdoor i could hunt this scrape in the morning early and catching these deer before they go into bed so i get my i got like a little handheld uh rake that i'm that i use it to work up scrapes so i go into the scrape and i'm starting to scrape like this and and like third or fourth run i go like this and a barbed wire fence comes up right out of the ground and i'm like the hell like that's not good for my scrape (laughs) oh right and i'm like and i'm like geez this is weird and it's old you can tell it's old and like i grab onto it and you you could bend it with one hand and it break yeah, off, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I pull it out of the ground and it like kind of comes out and it's like an eight foot section. And I kind of like take it over off the side and I throw it over and don't really think anything of it. And I'm like, I keep scraping like this and I scrape up another piece yeah. of barbed wire fence. I'm like, what the, what the hell is going on? Like, why am I scraping? Come to find out this is a, a fence that my great, great grandfather put in for, for cattle. cattle. <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit. Like, that's really neat. Like, one day, him and his workers or whoever were putting in this fence, you know, and now I'm here. Digging it out and throwing it years? (laughs) How many years later, I'm making a scrape to hunt deer, and and I dig out his fence, and I'm like, like, that was just kind of neat to me. And I, like, took a step back. I'm like, this is kind of neat. Maybe a sign. Maybe a sign. Could be a sign. (laughs) Never know. We'll see. I don't know. Maybe that story is a lot better for me, but <laughs> well, it's got it's got meaning to you for a hundred. It does, you know? yeah, it does. And I actually in 2016, I shot a good buck up here, and uh, I made like a pedestal stand. Well, I did cut one of his fence posts down from the property here, okay, and then I mounted yeah. the deer. Oh, that's cool. I know I mounted the deer on that. That it was. It's pretty neat. So yeah. So anyway, but yeah, we're. Michael's over here just <laughs> ready for bed. I've been tired for a while today. <laughs> oh, jeez. No, I appreciate you guys coming on and doing this, man. Nick, thanks yeah. for driving up. And I know you got to go to Ohio in the morning, so yeah. you're just putting in food plots. You don't need sleep. Well, it's, I don't know what it is about this year, but it's just like go, 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 go. Like it, it, whether it, it's something something going on, whatever, you know, it's like, like man, like this week you're like, hey, we're gonna do it on the eleventh. I'm like, well, I got this Thursday, this Saturday. Oh, dude. I'm like, I'm like, oh, it's hard God. to get together, isn't it? <laughs> I know. Well, and then you were just working out of state too. Yeah, that's so, what. You know, oh, were you? Where were you at? We've been uh, we do a, like a lot, a lot of work down in Indiana. Oh, okay. And then all over Michigan too. So it's He's like sending us pictures of the Hampton Inn chewing his bow. <laughs> That boy. <laughs> like, I, At least I, you're getting some work in. I, yeah, that's all. I'm like, I'm like, I got to think about. I'm like, I'm only a month away from Wyoming. Like, 
I really need to start focusing on like shooting my bow. So I, mm-hmm. I throw a target and I throw my bow in the truck and I'm like, if I'm on the road, I gotta find a way to somehow that I can shoot. Yeah. I mean, that's what's better than like pulling up to a Hampton Inn or something like that. <laughs> you got a couple beers and you're just shooting in the parking lot. Like I've done that. Been there. <laughs> yeah. And at the same point too, you're looking over your shoulder like, who's gonna come out and bitch at me? <laughs> <laughs> who's gonna yell at me today? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's. I don't know. Uh, it's like just gotta do whatever I can right now to get as, yep. ma- as many shots off as I can because I know going out there to Wyoming. I mean, the odds of anything being cold shots probably pretty slim. It's all gonna be stretched out, I bet. So yeah, yep. try to make sure I'm ready for it. Well, good luck this fall, boys. And I know anybody out there listening, if you guys want to watch any of the Rise Hunt stuff, go to the Rise Hunt at YouTube, uh, social media, Facebook, and Instagram. Am I missing anything there? Carbon TV. Carbon yeah. TV as well. Yep. Yeah. Go check them out with Carbon. They put out some awesome, awesome content with these two guys, Tyler as well, and Isaiah, a new a newbie to the club. All good dudes. I'm Tyler. I'm pissed at you. <laughs> you, you know, just because you work 40 hours this week doesn't mean you can get out of a podcast. He's right? going to wake up and go golf at 9 tomorrow morning. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, buddy. All right. Thank you guys very much for coming up here. I appreciate yeah, no it. Problem. No Thank problem. You. Thanks for having us. All right, guys. You know, you guys know what to do. Thank you for all the support and all the downloads. Go to iTunes, leave a five-star rating, and leave a written review. That is always greatly appreciated. And we'll be here right, we'll be right here next time on the Fall Podcast.